Hello, I'm Stephanie Hurst and this is Earshot. It's the show that plays great radio production and meets the people who make it. And this time, they're all women. You may remember that Steve Martin did a piece last year on the show about women in imaging. And Skillset and Sound Women also did some research that suggests that only 11% of people working in sound and audio roles are women. So the question is, what is the creative contribution made by women in radio production and why are there so few women in imaging? And most importantly for now, with it being the start of the show, do I have me on here shot jingle? The Women in Imaging Show And thank you to Real World for our opening jingle and to Laura Mather, who made it happen, who's one of our guests today from Real World, who is an imaging producer. Hi, Laura. Hello. And it's a real honour and a privilege and a pleasure to have the legendary Cathy Clugson, who's a broadcaster for Radio 4, 4 Extra and the World Service. And you may recognise her voice from your sat-nav if you've got a particular brand of sat-nav. Hello, Cathy. Hello. Yes, I've probably driven you into a wall or across a field. Or <laughs> I seem to do that quite regularly. <laughs> Can you say make a U-turn? <laughs> yeah, well, if you pay. <laughs> no, people like people always get me to say roundabout because my accent oh, roundabout. You've reached the roundabout. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So to start with Laura, how did you get into making production? I'll tell you the story. So at 15, I was like, yeah, I want to be a radio presenter. <laughs> and um, I went to do work experience at Magic in Preston. And I sat there for a week and was like, oh, wow, this is boring, isn't it? Talking to yourself. <laughs> and, um, and Craig Beck, who was the presenter at the time, was like, well, why don't you like sit with everyone in the station? So I literally sat with everybody, every department. And Steve Gregory was the station sound producer then. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And he was in his little hole at the back of the, the church, as it is at Rock FM. And, um, and I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to sit there. I want to make production. I want to hear it go out on air but I don't want to actually be sat there talking to myself. And, you know, I never changed my mind from that. So then I just kind of worked towards that. And obviously I was, like, interested in finding out everything about, like, back then it was cool edit, but, you know, that and then into Pro Tools. And I just kind of carried on going. You know, I went to uni but kept freelancing for Viking and um, and Rock FM and that's kind of where it started. Cathy, how did you start in the industry? Well, again, it's more of a... Vo- I came in through the voice route. So I used to do voice work and things like that and eventually got a job in uh, continuity in Northern Ireland in TV. But interestingly, um, announcing is a very technical job because, especially in television, where you've got to run the desk. And in the nations and regions, we're often opting out of what London's doing and playing in our own programme. So it, it was quite technical. But I loved that aspect of it. And in fact... Um, found it so much more interesting than just than just doing the talking. And then when I eventually ended up at Radio 4, when I first started, there was an SM in the cubicle and we, the announcer, sat, you know, in holy splendour with just a microphone to open. But then, you know, after about a year or two, it became self-op. So we now run the whole desk at Radio 4 and we have to do, you know, we outside sources and various bits of equipment and everything. And again, most of us love it. So I, I suppose it's something maybe people didn't come into it for that reason, but now I have ended up you know, becoming quite technical because the job has changed for all sorts of reasons because of, you know, cutbacks and what have you. Do we need to attract more women into radio, do you think? Well, again, um, from the BBC point of view, 
from my from where I can what I can see around me, it's very evenly balanced. I was looking at our producers and I was trying to get them to you know find a way of, of finding a difference, but actually, um, it's very evenly split. Mm. Um, again, why that? Maybe it's just a BBC thing. Maybe it's just because when I work at the BBC now and I do see a very even split when it comes to is it forty six percent of women work in radio compared to males. Mm. Um, and I think that's some research that Sound Women did. Um, whereas in commercial radio, it's more weighted towards males, isn't it, you would yeah, say? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I, just something that's just popped into my head then. I also <clears throat> wonder, from from going to university, our university were very BBC, BBC, BBC. Yeah. And because I'd started in commercial radio, I was, you know, very much... No, commercial radio is what I want to do, and you know that was, I, I had a passion to want to work in commercial, which is quite unusual in itself, I think. Um, but also, a lot of the males that I know that do imaging haven't gone to university, so I also wonder if they've kind of fallen into commercial radio, and that's more kind of why why there might be a split. I don't know. That's just popped in my head then. But well, there's also like there's loads of people I know, and they're all men who would have sat all through their childhood making making things at home, yeah. making little radio programs, you know, trying to get te- technically aware. I did that. Yeah, whereas girls, I think not so much. Girls would have been, you know, wanting to be all showbiz. Yeah. But maybe, I don't know many women who sat at home making their own imaging, you know, I as don't children. Think I, yeah, I don't think I know any. I, I mean, my story is quite unique, of course, mm. transitioning from male to female, but it was escapism for me that was creating sound and audio that took me away from my issues that yeah. I was dealing with um, but I don't know any females that probably sat at home with tape recorders I did little sh- you did I so do that's remember you, that's unique sitting that. there really unique <laughs> well I, I did make mixtapes and things like that yeah. Yeah. no I remember sitting there um, and making a it was like it was a soap powder advert <laughs> Oh. And I did it with them, with my stepbrother, and we were like, "Yeah, so we'll, we'll make this sound with our mouths, and we'll do this, and and then we'll put this together." And I was so excited. I've still got a recording of it on a tape somewhere. It's horrendous, but yeah, I did do that. <laughs> now, this being a, uh, a a podcast which is all about production and sound, we have to obviously play um, some bits and pieces. Laura's brought some imaging, uh, which is some of your favourite stuff and stuff you've made at Real World. It is, yeah, and I tried to think of things that maybe I've made as a female that might not have necessarily a male have made in the same style um, but that's not to say that they wouldn't necessarily um, yeah the first piece is actually something for it's Pinktober which is um, like a cancer research campaign that runs across America and the reason that I chose it was the song that's in it is actually a Rachel Platten song which it's about, it's a really emotive, say strong song, but I, it came on in the ra- in the radio in the car and I was like, oh wow, that would be perfect for that campaign. <laughs> and I was like, I need to get an instrumental of it because it talks about staying strong and t- being together. And I was like, they were just like words that properly popped in my head and I was like, this will be perfect for it. So it was, it was quite nice because I wasn't sat in my studio just trying to think of an idea. It was just there. And, you know, it was just a song that I was like, yes, this will work. So that's why I chose that one. Stand. 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 Because I'm going to stand by you. Stand by us as we support Pinktober. Together, we can find a way to break through. Let's make a breakthrough. Find out more at 1067lightfm.com. I love that. Aww, thank you. And that went across the states. Yeah, it did, yeah. So you make imaging not just for the UK? 
Yes, I make it for... We have a service called Production Vault, which um, we make a version like that, which will be obviously going out on one of our pilot stations, in that case, Light FM. And then there's different mix-outs, so like a shell version. So then the, the stations can choose to put in their own vo- voiceover and then there'll be different mix-outs of it so that they can take whichever elements they want from it. Now, voice is very important when it comes mm. to station imaging. Cathy, your fo- whenever I hear your voice, I just feel like I'm at home because I love Radio 4. <laughs> and it just, it's quite strange to me sitting here in a studio and I hear you speak and I'm going, but I hear that voice all the time <laughs> on the radio and it just fills me with warmth and it's lovely and it's beautiful. For anybody who's listening to this who wants to work in station imaging but be a voice, mm. how would you... How would you well, I think there are great opportunities for women. I mean, it's, it's a very difficult field to get into, as I'm sure you all know, because it's just a very overcrowded area with men and women. So it's a hard area to get into. But um, I'm trying to think of a case where I've maybe been employed for my gender and I can't really think of one. I mean, at Radio 4, there's a lot of different programmes. We do the trails for the programmes and um, there are many, many of them, different types. But things like Women's Hour you don't, isn't necessarily voiced by a woman, you know, a trail for that. Um, there was a whole Bronte season lately about Charlotte Bronte and that was all voiced by a man. So, you know, it's really, um, it's far more about the, your personality in a way or the, the tone and timbre of your voice, I think, and perhaps your age. I mean, I think probably age is a bigger factor than actually your gender. Um, and I think... At Radio 4, there would have been a lot of women in imaging simply because the programmes were so male-heavy. So a documentary, say, would have been full of men. Um, so they would probably have got a woman to voice the trail. But that is, is also changing. And you're as likely now to have a programme about technology or science presented by a woman. And therefore perhaps voice Which by Which is man. better when you're seeing the script, of course, and you're yeah. seeing it instead of being MVO, it's FVO. And it's, you, exactly, and you're the, the only woman that appears. <clears throat> yes. So in fact, when I sort of quizzed my producers at Radio 4 and 4 Extra about what, why they choose a voice, the only thing they could be drawn on with gender was balance. They said the only reason I'll choose a woman is if the, the, the programme's really male-heavy and we just need a bit of balance. But other than that, they said it's they'll choose people for their personality or probably more of their availability. <laughs> <laughs> Who's around? Do you think there is discrimination still in the industry today? I mean, that's a it's a it's a it's a hard question mm. to answer in some respects. But do you feel it, it 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 exists still? I have to be honest. I've never felt discriminated about the role I do or getting into the job. I do know though, um, in the UK, I, I feel like that, and in America, it's very much like that. Across Europe, they find it so strange that I do the role I do. Really? Like really, really strange. We there was somebody that um, actually came up to me and he was like, um, "Wow, you're an imaging producer and a female." And I was like, "Yep, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, I know it's amazing." <laughs> um, but it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't seem to happen across Europe the same. I'm actually really shocked yeah, at hearing I'm that. Actually, I'm really it was surprised. a positive like outlook. Like yeah. they were really excited, but yeah, no, it really doesn't happen across Europe very often. Why do you think there are so few women in imaging? Which is not easy to say, actually, is it? <laughs> women in imaging um, in the industry. I think it's a really tough question. The only reason I can think, or one of the reasons, is it is quite a geeky role. I mean. Most women don't necessarily want to be shut away in a studio, maybe with Pro Tools and not see the world for the whole day. Um, that That is one of the reasons that I think that, you know, it might, it might be. 
I think it is quite a, a geeky role, actually, because you do, like you say, you, you do sit yourself in a small little booth and you're sitting in front of a computer screen all day. I mean, you may have various breaks where you go to Facebook or something like that. Um, but it is quite a geeky thing, isn't it? It's quite a technical job. And, I mean, I have kind of maybe a bit of a unique viewpoint of this, having spent 30 years male um, and having partners who were female and whenever I was messing about with my computer or doing imaging or anything like that, it was it never connected with why were you doing that? Why are you fiddling with that word? That we so it never kind of connected. I never found any of my female friends or former partners ever kind of got the technical side of anything like that. So maybe it might have something to do with that. Yeah, I think as well it's always been such a male dominated area mm. that sometimes as a female, maybe you'd feel a bit kind of intimidated going into it especially when you first start and all these like guys are talking about eq this and uh, like levels and blow like when you first begin and you're like oh do i really want to get stuck into this <laughs> really <laughs> and you look around and re i remember being part of like gcap and i do remember there was 20 imaging producers and I was the only female there. And how and did that make you feel? I was like, well, great, everyone's going to remember my name. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny hearing that, actually, because um, I often hear this from people who work in commercial radio. But the BBC is quite different. And whether, because it's a public broadcaster and maybe feels that it has an onus, you know, there is an onus on it to represent people more fairly and be seen to be doing so, every bit of the BBC I've worked in, whether it's in Northern Ireland or in England, um, the sort of presentation departments, which would be trails, you know, we don't, not so much um, imaging for the BBC, but anyway, station sound, I suppose, announcing, news reading, all that sort of thing. It's always a really even split and, in, in fact, slightly weighted towards the female. So I'm always really surprised when people say, I'm the only woman making trails in a room full of men because, you know, we're very, it's very, very evenly split. Um, and I'm not quite sure why that is, whether there has been an attempt to redress the balance I'm not sure maybe that is the BBC thing because I mean I spent the whole of my career in the world of commercial and when it came to production and imaging it was always a very male dominated area whereas mm. as you're saying with the BBC it's not it's very it's even you know weighted to more females but again our producers are making radio trails we don't ha we're not making jingles yes. and short stabs and little pieces of audio like that we're making long quite thoughtful trails you know a dozen a week and maybe that's a more appealing you know craft I yeah. don't know are they are they working across a very of like other jobs because I find that actually if you're a show producer you find a lot more females that are show producers mm. it is definitely imaging that seems to be the one thing that females don't seem to want to go into well, it's it. more arty isn't it it's it's more of an arty thing you're writing you're expressing yourself as, as yeah. we, we like to express ourselves more than males do um whereas production is very much it's, you're creating short little stabs of sound, aren't you? Yeah. And you may not express yourself um, as much as you would with making trails. But how do you think we attract in Europe, if you were to give people advice in Europe, to attract more women into doing the role that you do? I think maybe just like seeing that women do that role yeah. and sometimes... Being visible. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that, you know, really does make people go, oh, wow. I know like at Imaging Days last year... There was quite a lot of people there and there was like two women and that was it. Yeah. We're doing imaging. And I think the more people see women working in radio, the more women will want to be in radio. 
Um, I also wonder that, you know, we are moving into like a more technological world now. Mm. And I think, you know, women do understand technology probably better than they did 50 years ago. I know that's probably, you know, a hard comment to say, but, but I think it is very true. And I think equal rights are a a lot fairer. And I think it's just naturally accepted that women do do that job more. I think you know, whether people want to do that job, you can't force women to if they don't No, you can't. To. And I've always thought that if you're good, you're good. Yeah. I think it should be regardless of gender. If you are good at a job, well, you deserve that role and you should shine in that role. Well, also, like Laura says, if you want to do it, like you say, not everyone yeah. wants to work in that very sort of technical atmosphere. It's just yeah. not for everyone. But you, you would hate to think people weren't not doing it because they felt it was a man's world and they weren't part of it. No, and I've never felt like that, though. I have mm. to say, I've only ever felt that people have helped me and never discriminated against me in the industry. So I don't see that, that is, that's why women wouldn't get into it. Jo Nicholl, uh, who is head of production at Global for the Smooth and Gold brands. Um, I've known Jo for many years. When I first started my show on Galaxy in 2003, she was doing a little bit, I wouldn't say it was work experience, but she just started her career. And um, she stands to the phones on our show and she's, her career has, has gone stratospheric. It's, she's been phenomenal and is, is brilliant at her job um, she can't be with us today but she sent us some audio and she's also sent us a quote um, saying that during my career I feel I have gained respect because I'm good at my job and my skills are recognised before my gender if I insert the word female in front of my title for me at least it insinuates the feeling I have something more to prove because of my gender Male or female, we don't have different skill sets. We both have the same opportunities to learn the same skills in order to apply for the same jobs. Every producer has a unique and distinct style, bringing their own approaches and creative learnings to their work. She goes on to say that I don't think it's as simple as asking, why don't we have more female radio producers? It's a bit bigger than that. With media being consumed in so many ways, there are a multitude of creative industries to work in. Could this be leaving a lack of talent interested in radio production, irrespective of gender? And she makes some valid points in that. You know, could it be leaving a lack of talent interested in radio production? Could it be? Yes, it's very interesting that she says, and she says we have the same opportunities and the same skill sets, and that perhaps wasn't always true. It's interesting when you look at um, the likes of YouTube and the rise of YouTube stars. I mean, there's so many of them are women, and it's technical, isn't Mm, it? Making videos and getting them on YouTube. So maybe it is a more even playing field now. That's a really good point you make about YouTube because it is, you, you see some, I've seen some amazing women when it comes to beauty and doing video vlogs and all sorts of bits and pieces like that and the lighting and everything, they've done all this themselves. Yeah. So it's a very technical job. So maybe it's just finding a different way to attract more women into the world of radio production. Maybe it's the training ground. Do we train people how to use pro tools or computers in such a way and again if you have um, I think it's, it goes back to st- kids at school is it that's when you get inspired when it you're at school yeah. to know what you want to do and if um, you know we had a tour recently for the BBC and it was it was kids who were interested in, in radio amateur radio and radio production and there was one girl and about 15 boys you know you thought well that's you know they're the ones who are going yeah. to end up in the industry the men so let's hear some of Joe's production this is some of the imaging she's made for Capital let's do it I need it the help a capital child weekend hi it's Ollie Mays and I'm asking you to help a capital child what's going on everybody this is Neo I want to win a trip to New York to see One Direction 
hanging out with Example in Sydney. Right, that's a great one. Definitely got a bid for that. Let me, let me just have a quick, quick look in my pocket. How much cash have I got? Don't even try to outbid me. Hey, I'm Taylor Swift. I'm bidding for that one. We're One Direction. Let's get bidding. Come on, I got five there. Get to CapitalFM.com now to get involved in prize draws, auctions, and more. And help make a difference to young people living with cancer. Let's raise a load of cash together. Capital. Three. Hey. One. I want to hear you. From the Summertime Ball with Vodafone. Ooh, ladies and ladies gentlemen. gentlemen. Capital. Dot. UK. Capital. It's going to get This is the future of dance. DJ Fresh. On Capital Extra. This is Capital Extra. Globals. Make some noise to change young lives. Hello, I'm Nicholas Owen, and I want to tell you about Daniel. Daniel is six years old. He suffers from a heart condition. I had an operation on my heart, and then there's two tubes coming out of my heart. From Monday, we're going to be raising money for children just like Daniel. It was a bit of pain, so to put the bandage there to stop it hurting, so I can't feel it anymore. Join us on Classic FM as we support Global's Make Some Noise, changing the lives of sick and disadvantaged children throughout the UK. I'm a star patient. I've got a teddy and it's got a bandage on it. You can make a difference. Join us from Monday for Global's Make Some Noise on Classic FM. Make Some Noise. Classic FM. Adele's tried to make you feel her love. Oh, there's nothing that I wouldn't. Foreigner wanted you to know what love is. I want you to show me. And I will always love you. And Whitney claimed she'll always love you. But who will you declare your love for? Vote for your favourite song of all time at smoothradio.com. Smooth's all-time top 500. Some excellent imaging from Joe Nickel, who's head of production at Global for the Smooth and Gold brands and some of the previous work she'd done for the Capital brands as well in there. And we can see a very different style that Joe brings with the Capital stuff and also the classic. It shows the diversity that she's got as an, as an imaging producer. One thing we've not talked about is pay. And when it comes to equalities, that's a, a real hot potato, isn't it? Uh, men earn more on average, £29,000 a year on average as a imaging producer and 26 k uh, a year as a female. Um, this is something that we obviously need to change. And I think it's, it's bigger than just, you know, sorting it out within the radio industry. Um, do you see it going in the right direction now, Laura? I think... If you're the right person for the role within commercial radio, you will be paid the but same you as feel, you would as a male. Do you feel you earn less than other people in your position? N- no. All I've ever seen in commercial radio is if you are the right person for the role, they've already decided how much they've got for that role. And whether you're male or female, you will still get the same amount. I've never seen that there is a difference 
maybe it's different in in other it is on the air roles. it's most different it is different on the air yeah it's different it's sort of different for me because um we well obviously the bbc staff system it's got its own unique and mm. bizarre pay system but i'm freelance and so we're paid you know a freelance rate and it is the same for men and women when it comes to sort of on air presenters it, it might be different and that i don't know it is slightly different. I think just in my in my um, in my field of work, I don't know whether it changes now for me. Whether I now get paid less, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You'd have a good case, wouldn't you? I would have a really good case, wouldn't I? I suppose I would. Um, but uh, Sound Women did some research in 2013, and I mentioned earlier that 46 percent of the UK radio f- workforce is female. One uh, percent is made up of editing, studio operation. Ten percent, so that's studio SMs, mm. which you said in the BBC is is very. It's evenly split, isn't it? Well, well, with SMs, not so much. There would be more men, I would say, among the SMs. Because it's don't have numbers again, yeah, because technical. it's a purely technical role. And engineering. Um, do I know any female engineers? I know one. Yeah, I know one. Um, Awana, who is for Bauer. Um, she's based in um, One Golden Square, the London right. office. Um, but that's the only one that I know. She's amazing at her job as really? well. Really? Yeah. Good on her, come on. <laughs> and one in five solo voices are female and that's something that we, I feel really does need to get changed within the radio industry. We do need more female voices on the air. Yeah. Um, it does feel there has been a definite move, though, doesn't there, to just not have women just at the weekend yes. and not have women just with a man. Yes. yeah. I mean, that is really, there's been an active... But also, sometimes I felt that some women can be put on the air because of their gender mm. and may not be very good broadcasters. Well, that is the problem with positive discrimination, isn't it? It It is, isn't it? And I've heard someone on the air and I go, are you just there because of your gender, because you're ticking box, because I'm not being cruel or anything like that, but possibly not Not very, not the the best person for the job. But that's going down the presenting role and we're doing a podcast about imaging. (laughs) Um, Also, I must say thank you to Broadcast Bionics who are kindly supporting this edition of Earshots. They're the people who do all the technology stuff that turns a normal radio studio into the social studio that we all need to connect with our listeners these days. And you know those visual director systems? Have you seen Chris Malls when he does the Radio X videos and it flips from person to person? Well, that's all done by them. So if you want it, buy it from them. Uh, thanks to Broadcast Bionics. It was a magical moment when everything worked together. The perfect link, the surprising content, and then the video was posted. Shared, shared again. Shared. Favorited, tweeted, liked, shared, favorited, tweeted, liked, boom, viral. Be ready, capture every moment and make shareable radio with Broadcast Bionics Virtual Director. Video recorded with automatic smart editing. See it in action. Visit bionics.co.uk. Virtual Director. Make shareable radio. Just before we recorded today, um, Laura mentioned that she'd been in contact with Robbie Ebar, who is the director of imaging for Real World. And you'd asked him a question, hadn't you, about what women bring 
to the role of an imaging, an imaging producer? Yeah, I explained that, you know, we were doing the podcast and I just thought it might be quite interesting from a male perspective of how he felt like I, I fitted in on the team if it was the same. I mean, you know, I was the first female imaging producer that they've employed in the company. So from, from what he said, he basically, I'll read you what he said. He said, it was always a goal of Real World to get diverse producer base working on the production vault sites, which includes females. Having female perspective for content is very important, especially for our formats that are female targeted um, so I think from a real world point of view they just wanted to have both male and female perspectives so that you know they know that they've got a, a coverage of everything from every angle um, and I don't think again it matters whether you are male or female if you are making the same production you're making the same production yeah but if you were to make something I say for Mother's Day or something like that you may have more empathy than a male because, you know, guys can probably just go and uh, grab a card or something like that. <laughs> it's funny you say that because Robbie actually said to me, he said when um, I first died, he was like, this is great because for the last couple of years, I've been to the card shops literally reading Mother's Day cards <laughs> and looking at verses for ideas. It's like, I'm lost. I mean, in America, it is a lot copy heavy, the stuff they make, more so than it is in the UK. So, you know, finding that empathy within a script, I think maybe sometimes does come easier to a female but oh that feels really sexist i, I know it's say. really yeah. hard because i was I asking our producers to. what you know is there a difference when you approach a trail is there a difference between the way a man and, and a woman on our team would approach it and again people find it really difficult to say and one would be only drawn to say that perhaps you know a man might be more inclined to think to, to approach from a production angle first yes. whereas the woman might be more inclined to approach it from the storytelling angle first but even then might and maybe and not everyone so like you say, I think it just depends on people's personalities, doesn't it? And the, you know, their approach to things. Do you get to write much yourself? Uh, for four extra, yes, a lot. In terms of the trails and imaging, no, that's generally presented to us. Mm. But interestingly, I mean, I've been the sort of the woman on the Radio Ulster, you know, imaging in my early career. And now in World Service, the imaging is entirely female. There isn't even a man and a woman. It's just a woman. So, you know, I think for in terms of the voice aspect, there's no problem there, mm. but there are definitely fewer women making it. So when you first started, you would have been using quarter-inch tape? Just, I was just into the digital age. About 15 years ago, I started. So it would have been Sadie yeah, and yeah. things like that. Things like that and Dalit and yeah, things Dalit, like that. Yeah, Dalit, of course, yeah. yeah, which is still in use at Bauer, isn't it? Yeah. Um, when I first got into production, it was, it was literally using quarter-inch tape yeah. and bouncing from one to another, um, multi-tracking, maybe using a DAT machine Yeah, as, we still had DAT well. machines when I started. So I could yeah. use DATs to bounce backwards and forwards So because I'd, I'd learned that I didn't lose quality. But I found with DATs that it was just a bit clinical because it was digital, so I lost the warmth. Mm. So when I make any production now, what I tend to do is I make it all digitally, either on Pro Tools or maybe Adobe because it can be a little bit quicker and Pro Tools just infuriates me if you don't use it on a daily basis um and i'll make it but then mix it to quarter inch tape and it gives it this warmth wow. that you just don't get from digital i'm jealous that you have that talent of being able to do stuff with tape like it is something that i really wish that i had i will i will i will teach you how to edit on tape yeah okay i can still do, do it i can still do i can still because when i have um in my studio at home i've got a full broadcast studio and i've got ev pretty much every format you could possibly want and when i have people i do little training sessions for people in community radio and they'll look at this machine going what the hell what is, that? is that yeah so i 
pull out some quarter-inch tape, stick it on the machine, and I get them to record their voice, and I learn, I teach them how to edit. Yeah, I'm definitely up for that. See, things <laughs> like that get me so excited because it feels like I now only ever see it from a computer point yeah. of view. Yeah. But yeah. the background of that computer is based from that. Of course it is, and absolutely. Like, really, I feel like I want to understand that as well. There's a piece of production, a couple of bits I've brought, actually. Um, one is something that really inspired me to make production years ago and it's when I first got the Astra Satellite at home so it's about 1993 and I was flicking up and down the radio stations and one of them is a Dutch station called Veronica which is still very popular today and I remember getting a cassette machine hooked up to our sky box or astra box the output of the back into a cassette machine and i recorded about three or four cassettes of veronica i didn't understand what they were saying because it was dutch and i don't speak dutch (laughs) but the production sounded amazing and this made me want to create production because it just sounded it sounded incredible now bear in mind that this is from 1993 but it really inspired me Middagtemperatuur ongeveer 19 graden. Dat was het nieuws. Het is goed te zien, Leug, hè? Er is één radiostation dat de toren geeft. Al meer dan 25 jaar. Although I did feel, I did feel he came off the back of that with a, a, a Boss Skaggs, what can I say, is a very good song. But after all that imaging, I expected something a little bit more <laughs> up-tempo than that. But I remember hearing that in the samples and I'm thinking, how did they do that? Um, and that inspired me. Also, Rock FM now, um, I'm not sure whether this is Andy Roberts that made this. It may be Andy Roberts' production because he was at Rock FM. He's now Programme Director of KISS. Mm. And this is a piece of... Um, rock, it's a rock sweeper from the early 90s and I remember thinking he's done that with two tape machines with the word rocking and he's scratched it and I thought that's quite clever how they've done that so I ripped and made my own version off but this is the rock version Rockin' 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 over the beat 97.4 Rock FM So all these little tricks inspired me to kind of push it and just push technology a little bit and just try to kind of do different things. And I had my own production company called Beard Media. Randomly, we called it Beard. I don't know why, with another couple of guys. And um, we got the uh, contract to do the imaging for um, Chrysalis for Galaxy. And I remember we made this on Sadie in 1998. And I remember sitting there for hours, getting all the little bits and pieces together. We, it's the first thing we made on this when we bought Sadie for about five grand. And I loved it. This is from 1998.
that concludes it. That concludes. That concludes. That, 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 that's all. It's dated. It's dated, but I do remember us, three of us sitting around Sadie just slaving into that thing. It might be dated, but it still sounds good. It's brilliant. Yeah. I want to work in that now. I want to make those. <laughs> I think Radio 4 could do with a few, do you think? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Get me the commission, I'll do yeah. it. Um, Laurie, you've brought some more production for us. It's the Taylor Swift promo that you've done for Real World. It is, yes. And uh, anyone that's based in a commercial station will know... When you get another co-pro, you're like, oh gosh, how can I just make it a bit different? Especially like Taylor Swift's tour has been going on forever now. So I was like, okay. It's like since 1989, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it's a Taylor Swift promo and I decided to kind of take the grand scale of her tour and kind of reflect it and use a few different accents, different language at the beginning, just to try and make it stand out a little bit more, which I think it does. She kicked off her 1989 world tour in Japan. Konnichiwa. And she'll be ending it in Australia. Good night, Mike. But first, you better get ready to see her full of red, white, and blue in Los Angeles. Taylor Swift. August 31st at Staples Center. Listen all weekend to win. Full details at 1043myfm.com. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's taking you on a journey almost, isn't it? Yeah, and that was more about the script, to be honest, that I got excited about. That I mean, I got excited about actually making it when I did make it. Mm. But, you know, yeah, it was the scripting point that I felt that made it different. So what was the brief? Where did it come from? It was just to make another co-pro for just, Taylor uh, Swift. Just another tour. one. Yeah. <laughs> just another one. Polishing a turd and rolling it in glitter. Can I say that? <laughs> not that the work is a turd, I'm not saying that. But, but you do know what I mean. It's yeah, another yeah, Taylor Swift yeah, promo. Yeah. Um, I do, Cathy, you mentioned earlier about being freelance. Yeah. Could you be staff at the BBC if you wanted to be? Probably not. But um, that's not a problem for me. I mean, most of us are freelance now. And as the staff leave and retire, mm. they're not being replaced. So there's a, there's a majority now of freelance. And do you think that is a positive thing? I do, actually. Um, It works for you. It works for me. It works. um, It doesn't work for everyone, but I think most of us like it and wouldn't actually want to change it because Mm. it does give us a little bit of freedom. Do you think that puts women off, though, because you wouldn't get the benefits of, say, maternity leave? Yeah, I suppose so. But I just think it does seem to me that those staff jobs are like hen's teeth these days. And if you want to work in this industry, it's going to be on a freelance basis, probably. If you're a working mum... it, it it can suit you better in a way because you you're kind of master of your own fate, so you can I can decide I'm not working on a Wednesday if I want, you know. So mm. if you've got other commitments in your life, I think it can actually work quite well. Um, some people find I think if their partner is working normal office hours and they're working shifts, it can get very difficult. Kind of works for the kids, doesn't it? Because you can drop the kids off on the school yeah, and, and do a late shift or whatever. And then mm. you're available in your studio between ten and three o'clock. And, you know, then, yeah. then it's back to being a mum again. Exactly. I think we work in a very different world now than, you know, when people did have nine to five jobs. Mm. And, you know, and I think it's not even just radio that is kind of a freelance base. And I think people are more starting to accept it and, you know, and 
work it to their advantage as opposed to disadvantage. And I, I'm not sure that it would necessarily... I mean, I am staff where I am and I've always been staff, but I don't think it would necessarily put me off if it was a role that I really wanted. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think you just... If you do decide you want children, you just prepare for that and you save for that and you make it still possible. It's not just because you're freelance doesn't mean that you wouldn't be able to still do those things. No, and it's just that sense of security, I suppose, that people miss if they've been staff. But other than that, it's, it's not that much different. How do we inspire the next generation of female voiceovers and imaging producers? Do you know what? It's a tough question because, like I said earlier, unless people are already interested in doing that, how do you get them into it? I mean, I know every year I go back and I lecture at my uni that I went to, University of Lincoln, and, you know... Every year that I've done it, I mean, this will probably be, this year will be the seventh year of it and there are more females in the media production degree every year. And do people contact you at Real World asking advice on how to get into Yeah, especially off the back of that and especially females more so will be like, oh, you know, it's great and and I quite often feel like I maybe support them uh, more because I'm like, yes, get into it. And is this the same at the BBC? Would you get people... Yes, quite a lot of people do contact and say, how can I get in? And... um, but again, it's you know, with with certainly with something like news reading, you know, it's really things are on your side if you're mm. a woman, I think, because just there's some there's something there's just a, always been a very woman heavy kind of news reading team um at the BBC. Since and I, Angela Rippon. Yeah. And you know, we've had a lot of great it just is something that's associated very yeah. sits very comfortably with women. Um so it you know, the opportunities are there. Again, it's just it's just more and more difficult as as time goes on to get in because there just aren't the number of jobs that mm. there used to be. But it's just more about I think um you know, knowing your stuff, um, being a find, as with most sort of talent jobs, the talent's only a tiny part, isn't it? It's being reliable, it's being yeah. nice, it's getting on with folk. And a bit of luck. And a bit of luck and a bit of timing. So yeah. it's the same It's the same thing, really. Laura? I don't think whether you're male or female, it makes any difference to how you approach that job. You know, I think you just put your all into it. So it doesn't matter whether you're a male or a female. You know, if you're good at the job, you will still get the job. And also, years ago... We were talking about technology and quarter-inch tape. This equipment was heavy, expensive, and it lived in a radio studio. These days, you need a Mac. Yeah. If you've got an ear for this, mm-hmm. that ear, I think you're born with that ear. You just know when something fits somewhere yeah. and the sound and just fiddle with production, make things. I think as well, it's not even if you get a knockback you know keep going keep going you know yeah if it's worth getting there it's never going to be that easy like i know that's a bit of a cliche thing to say Mm. but you know that you know the more you work to get to it you know the more you'll find out and the more skills you'll get along the way Mm. and it is really worth it I was just going to say the fact you can afford to make your own stuff now it means you have something to show doesn't it you can show what you can do yeah Instead of just, it's another CV going, I'd like to get in, can I do work experience? Here's something I've made. Um, I'm going to end with something which um, I was asked to bring some audio along and I was trying to think of things that I've really loved using on the air or things I've, promotions I've really enjoyed being part of. And there was one at Galaxy that we did um, when Facebook first launched in 2007, 2008. Um, I think it was the imaging guys at Galaxy Um, who created this and credit to them I think they won a Sony for it as well and they did a thing called Face Books as in Dollars Books Um, and it was Guess Who do you know the board game Guess Who it was basically Guess Who on the radio but they created (laughs) this little jingle to go with it so listeners would start singing it as well and I think it worked on both levels you could win a load of money and also 
you got that jingle stuck in your head. It gave you massive recall. Let's have a listen because I love it. Facebooks, we got the green light. We're looking for your face for the website. Facebooks, it's up to you to choose. Have they got blonde hair or facial tattoos? Hershey's Daily Dose are giving you the chance to win £500 a day. Keep listening to play. Facebooks. Huge sums of legitimate money. <laughs> More info at galaxyfm.co.uk. Think of it like a human version of Guess Who. Keep listening to play Facebook's Galaxy. And then there's another little trail, which is the listeners, uh, because we were asked by our, our programme director, Mike Cass, if you can get people singing it, the jingle, you know, we can use that in some of the imaging, which we did. Facebook's. We've got the green light. We're looking for your face for the website. Facebook's. It's up to you to choose have the gold blonde hair or facial tattoos. We're looking for the green light for our website. <laughs> Facebooks. We got the green light. We're looking for your face for the website. Facebooks. It's up to you to choose. Have you got blonde hair or facial tattoos? Facebooks. We got the green light. We're looking for your face for the website. Facebooks. Facebooks. I loved it. Galaxy. I, I just loved using it and it's been stuck in my head since I found that audio yesterday. Well, we're going to be singing all day now, thanks. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's recall when you're making pieces of production. It shouldn't just get lost in the ether of radio. Like with your Taylor Swift promo, it has to stand out. With your voice, Mm. it has to stand out and give people recall. And I think that's something that, as an imaging producer or even working in radio, we all strive for, isn't it? Do you know, hearing that, though, has just, like, reminded me why I got into the industry. Like, it is such a fun industry. (laughs) (laughs) A big thank you to my guests, Laura Matha from Real World. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And Cathy Cluxton from the BBC. My pleasure. It's been really interesting. I've learned a lot really? about today. Yeah, Good. Thank you. Me too as well. And of course, thanks to Jo Nicole at Global for her creative audio. All the show notes, by the way, from this programme and our photos are at earshotcreative.com where you'll also find information about the Sound Women membership organisation. Please do join. It's making a real push this year for women in technical roles. So do have a look at that. Uh, The link you will find at our website, which is at earshotcreative.com. Speaking of tech... Thanks to our friends at Broadcast Bionics for supporting the show. And we've made this show at the wonderful Maple Street Studios. Can we add a little gliss effect in this? (laughs) So I'm just thinking outside the box. (laughs) Um, And we've made this show in the wonderful West End of London at the Maple Street Studios with producer Hayley Hayes. Thank you very much. And Sarah, of course, who I used to work with back in the day at Galaxy years ago. And Earshot is a podcast, so please do subscribe via your favourite podcast app to get every edition of the show direct to you. And I'm Stephanie Hurst. And to all women in imaging, wherever you are, thank you for being with an Earshot. The Women in Imaging Show.